0: everybody, this is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk
1: about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I am fantastic, Robbie. I am totally here for this incredibly stupid and pointless episode that goes nowhere. I mean, I am here in that
0: I am sitting here recording with you, but my mind is Uh, somewhere else. Um, Anywhere else, really? I mean, not anywhere else, but like maybe just on the couch with my dog and just watching Uh, a funny YouTube video, you know? Or... Walking? That'd be good. That's better than this, trek. Uh Hi, we are brought to you by supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash Uh For only dollars a month, gain access to all of our bonus content. For $5 a month, gain access to this and much, much more. Appreciate everyone who supports us there. If you haven't yet, go, 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 man. It's a... it's a Patreon as a platform has never been stronger, and you're going to get a lot of bonus content and help out the show and we appreciate everyone who does. This week's episode is Thursdays with AB episode M A B F O two. Here it is, Matt. Originally aired January third, two thousand ten. We're into two thousand and ten. We're into the oh, 20s. goodness. We're into the twenty tens. Working our way. We're out of the twenty 00s, the aughts. Good riddance. Nothing but bad in there for the Simpsons, for the most part. Maybe, but I, unfortunately, this episode does not necessarily. It's not necessarily a good harbinger of what's to come, if this is what no, we're getting. Thankfully, uh, <laughs> well, let's see. This episode is written by Mitch Glazer and Don Payne, directed by Mike Frank Pulcino, Received a 4.0 rating with 8.65 million viewers. The Couch Gag: home and the rest of the family get launched into a pinball game titled Couch Gag Chaos. I like this. This is fun. It's a fun couch gag a pinball machine. It's good that it takes up so much time. I mean they could have, I wish they would have done a full full intro honestly Matt. this is one of those episodes where I like I wish they had done a full intro There'd be less of this dull meandering nonsense um the actual Simpsons football game is another game I really enjoy, even though it is brutal it is so hard um, it is incredibly hard yes. i I have thrown a lot of money into it and i've gotten i i pushed the tilt. I push that those the tilt sensors on that Simpsons pinball machine as hard as I possibly like, as far as how hard as it will take it honestly, and I still lose. Um, this episode guest stars. Mitch Album, as himself, and Marshall Wallace as Anna Krabopol. Mitch Album is the author of Tuesdays with Maury, uh, non, you yeah, know, which is what this episode is. What this. Episode's not really theor- is theoretically parodying it yeah, does it for maybe six seconds it does not care about that because it barely cares about anything there's very little anything in this episode heck the b plot has more substance than the a plot and in the b plot bart is running from a horde of rats in a sewer and it like is still more there's still more juice there than there is in the a plot oh my lord um I have a lot of clips, but do not take that as an account that I like this episode. I have <laughs> No, clip... it's more so you don't have to talk about it. Yes, exactly. And it's like, just illustrate the, inst- like, I have no idea what this episode intends to do at any point. Um, the family is going to a water park. We start that way. The family going to a water park. They make fun of water parks. Um, we have a gag with Marge and her primitive, I mean, it's an earlier digital camera where she used up all her memory and then deletes all the pictures accidentally. Um, there's a few other gags about them like frying the animals in the aquarium, multiple jokes about mistreating animals in an aquarium, which I'm not necessarily against. If it leads to something, it doesn't. Um, this, this is, all, there's minutes of this. This is minutes long of these gags that are not funny. Um, and we eventually get to the rock and like a a rock and roll themed aquatic show starring the this park's octopus, a giant octopus even like this thing's huge, it's
1: huge yeah.
0: Um, whatever it doesn't matter. This is all an excuse to grandpa to to be feel left out. He wants to sit down on a, like there's a bench that looks like a shark, which is important, which is why I mention it, and. He wants to sit down and rest. The rest of the family wants to go to the show. And it leads to the first conflict. And I put that in heavy sneer quotes conflict. Hurry, if we don't get a seat in the
2: splash zone, I've worn
0: my bathing suit under my clothes for nothing.
2: A splash-em-up Joe. reminds me of the time I high-dived into a damp sponge for the amusement of Federal Reserve Chairman Paul Volcker. Grandpa, no stories. You can come with us or sit here on the shark bench. You know, I did sit on a shark once. Dad, bathing suit. Yeah.
0: Oops, no bathing suit. That's a good sample of the kind of jokes you're gonna get this entire episode. Um yep. so funny. There's, this is a Homer episode. That's what this I is. mean it's really an Abe
1: episode, mm, but yeah, it, there's, it, not, there's okay. very well, little Abe well, in we, this. Yeah, but there's there's almost as much Abe as there is Homer. Because it's like the thing with Abe episodes and Homer episodes is they're very similar in the tone of humor they offer. Because you know Bart episodes have a certain kind of humor, Lisa episodes have a certain kind of humor, Marge episodes have a certain kind of humor, and Homer episodes have a certain kind of humor. Kind of humor. You are right that in terms of what kind of humor it is, it's Homer, uh, but Homer and Abe also share that. So it's very much a relationship between Homer and Abe
0: episode. I I am mean, gonna like I say it's a Homer episode because this episode has it's not interested in like any character arc. Like there is none of the, There is nothing in this. There's no character growth. No one has realizations. True. If this is things happen, I'm just saying most of the things that are happening are there's a there's a, there's a lot of Abe in that Abe tells four or five rambling stories. And like this is one of those episodes where they take in the worst lessons from the golden years and everyone loves, uh, you know. I had to put an onion on my belt because that was as the style at the time. And we had, you know, the Kaiser solar word for, you know, like twenty, kit dickety, all that stuff. You know, like those were funny bags back in the day. This episode's like, you know what would be great? If we did five of them in one episode. And no And made them way longer. And made them longer and less interesting, less complex, less funny. And that and in And those things worked because they were sideshows. They were just like a little bit here and there once a season maybe. You got Grandpa rambling and doing a funny story and then you... you, It's funny because it's not really the part of the main plot. It's just a thing that's a a joke. It's just a joke. And then it's over and you don't... You laugh and then you move on to the actual story. There's four... Like, Abe has a lot of scenes like that. Abe doesn't have any moments where he goes, you know what, son... I blah blah. Like, they want to sell us the story of Homer and Abe and Abe being upset that Homer doesn't listen to his story. But I'm going to hear the craziest thing in the world. I'm going to defend Homer in this situation. They're at a water
1: park. You know, they're not. Yeah. Why did they even bring Abe? I mean, it's obvious he doesn't want to, to do any of the water park things. So, yeah, I don't want
0: to sit down. Like, if we're eating lunch, sure, Grandpa, tell me all the stories you want. But they want to go on to see a show. Like, yeah, sorry, Abe, you got to wait. Be an adult. Like, they treat Abe like a child. And Homer also acts like a child, so I guess it's appropriate. Anyway, they go off to watch a show where they abuse an octopus, an octopus that is massive and able to, you know, do all these tricks and stuff, and they make multiple jokes about it being mistreated. This doesn't lead to anything. Uh, there's a callback later in the B-plot that doesn't really mean anything either. Um. So we meet Marshall Goldman, who is a side character, a new like a character, I believe, appears only in this episode, never appears again, um, played by Hank Azaria, who is a reporter. He's a journalist. He does soft news stories, human interest stories, and he wants to hear Abe talk. Grandpa, t- this is our first story. I did not pull him actually retelling the story because I find every single story in this terrible. Every grandpa rambling story is terrible, and I don't know what this this first one is a, a take on the story about the Indianapolis in World War II, as most made famous in Jaws, because uh, Quince tells a story about it, about how you know they couldn't the Indianapolis famously was carrying the atomic bomb, and so it was a secret mission. They they sunk, and no one knew that they were gone, and half the most of the people got eaten by sharks, in the middle of nowhere in the in the ocean. Grandpa tells this the same story except they ride the sharks. And, and live, so just as long shots of multiple naval office, naval navy guys riding sharks, like like a car. It's all so cartoonish. This whole episode is inc- like so cartoonish It is insane to me. Um, the important part of it, important again, sneer quotes, is that Marshall Goldman is there, and he's in, he's intent on listening to Abe, and Abe loves it. Sir, my name is Marshall Goldman. I'm a newspaper columnist specializing in human
2: interest stories. You're in the newspaper business? Ho, ho, something that's going to die before
1: I do. You have any other stories you'd care to tell me?
2: Someone's listening to me. Now I know how a radio feels.
1: I would also like to point out at this point that, uh, what's the guy's name? It's Marshall, uh, pulls out a laptop that he brought to the water park with him, I guess, and starts taking notes. Like
0: what? There is I here I'm gonna I've said this before, I'll say it again. Probably I hope I don't have to say it again, but I'll say it today. There is no there is l I actually the B plot has some, so I'll excuse it. The A plot has literal no human behavior, Matt. No one maybe Marge in one scene actually shows human behavior. But at no point Abe, Homer, or Marshall show any like they don't act like humans they act like they are written by tommy Wiseau. you know like it is that it's it's why is marshall here why (laughs) that is the best way you could have put that thank you like like, why is why is marshall here why does marshall have a laptop why does he sit down on this like he's just and he says like he even has a line where he's like i've always wanted to sit on a shark bench a bench shaped like a shark and what is like what's happening why like we don't know any reasons there's no organ nothing organic happens this is all incredibly contrived and it gets even weirder we go over to the b plot i actually matt i don't mind this b plot i don't mind it i was thinking the same thing i was like you know what honestly i could do with more of the b plot than this this could have been the a plot i would have been happier i mean i don't know if it works if you expand it out to an a plot i think it is as long as it needs to be to make it for a b plot um the The Larry the Lamb plot is so much more interesting because, again, maybe it's just because it's Bart and Lisa and their kids, uh, and they're doing you know crazier behavior. It is not so crazy when it's for ch- when children are doing it, um, but I find it much more relatable. Again, people are acting like, like humans at least to some extent, and this is where we meet Larry the Lamb. Larry is like the the Bart's class mascot to a certain extent, and every weekend a different kid takes him home. And it goes on a little adventure with him, and they, and they detail it in this journal, which is a thing that happens in real life, you know, elementary school classrooms. Um, Bart doesn't really care too much about Larry, but unfortunately, he has to take him.
2: Well, class, it's Friday afternoon. That means it's time to find out which one of you gets to take Larry the lamb home for the weekend. Oh, oh, oh. And don't forget, the lucky student gets to add his or her page to Larry's personal journal. Just like Martin did last week. Ha! I want to first! No, oh, oh, not that stupid stuff lamb again. This isn't learning. Do you want to learn? No, no, no. I- I'm just saying. This weekend, Larry will go home with... <gasps> Please, God, I need this. Bart Simpson. Oh. Oh. oh, cruel irony. Hey, the only thing I bring home are notes to my parents, and those do not arrive the way they left. Hmm. <laughs> Oh, what a nice note. I'm not sticking my hand in that can again. You're getting the lamb. Uh
0: and after that we get probably Mar- is, is Marge a moron? <laughs> again, there's no human behavior like most of these no. most of this episode there's just no human behavior, Matt. Like again, it is just we have this joke, we will shape the characters to so they will tell it. Um Marge is, I, w- Man, I wish there was more Marge in this episode. Marge is in two, in these, literally this scene and one other. And she's really not anywhere. Like she's in the, she's like there, but she doesn't do anything. Um, no. I, so, and there is a, there's a, 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 a short bit after that that I just, the clip was getting quite long that I didn't include. But Nelson, he actually likes Larry. Nelson is uh, entranced with Larry. And I like that bit too. This, I like it when Nelson. You show a little bit of like that, the complexity of liking a soft thing, but while still being a bully and being a, you know, a ne'er do well child. I think that's interesting. Um, Bart takes the lamb home, doesn't like it, hates it. We're not done though. This episode moves at warp speed to nowhere. I'll say that. Um, like a lot a lo- of stuff
1: happens, but then nothing happens.
0: Yeah, exactly. So we immediately cut to Homer drinking bacon fat out of a, a out of a, a mug. And then Flaners walks by with the newspaper showing Abe is the front page.
2: Top of the morning, Homer. Seen the paper? No, I get my news off the internet. <laughs> well, sir, it looks like your dad is a quotable notable. Oh, what is it? It's funny. It's poignant. It actually happened. My father is interesting. The whole world's upside down. That must mean Kathy is funny. Nope. There's a lot of Kathy
1: hate. I
0: mean, I would be lying I mean, if yeah, I said I, know, I, I know. would be lying if I said I've ever enjoyed a Kathy comic, you know, Matt. So I'm not gonna, but I'm not gonna pile on. I'm just gonna say it's not for me. But um, Grandpa, like it's like again, what world are we in? Grandpa's story about the Indianapolis, and I don't know if you noticed this. It's a blink and you miss mm-hmm. it site like, like another. It's a, it's a sight gag, I guess, but it has a picture from grandpa's
1: retelling of the story. Like we, well, I, I didn't actually, I know we missed the, where horror pours bacon grease into his coffee mug and drinks that, which, ugh, but I missed the, the, the picture from the retelling. The newspaper has Maybe a picture of drawing.
0: It is. They, they just use the same thing, Matt. I like, it's not, it is literally the same as from grandpa's little, the vision we see of grandpa's retelling of his story of them riding sharks and writing a message and stuff. It is just that, and I, at a certain point, like, this is not the world. This is not, there's no human behavior here. These news, newspapers don't have, the headline of a newspaper is not an old man tells a story. <laughs> I don't know what, I don't know what to do with this. Uh, I don't understand. And Homer is shocked by this. He's like, my my father tells a good story. And and I I'm going to... Does Marshall, are we supposed to believe that all these stories are true?
1: That's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, uh, the part of this episode, I think, is that Marshall is taking grandpa's stories and making them more palatable. Uh, but I, none of these can be true. None of them, because they're all, like, it, it, especially if this is supposed to be 2010, that puts grandpa back in World War II, which again, you know, sliding timescale and all that. Uh, but yeah, they're they're all absolutely insane. We go to commercial at 6 minutes and 59 seconds. Oh, boy. And when we come back, uh, we get more interviews with Abe. Uh, Marshall is at the retirement home with Abe, just listening to his rambling stories, uh, You know, making the other residents of the retirement home feel bad. We get a very long vignette of Abe as a shoeshine boy on the Starlight Express, I believe it's called. Uh, was that right, Rabbi Starlight well, or Starshine? I... Mean, or Shine? I, 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 I honestly matt i don't remember
0: um <laughs> uh, let me i'm uh and he's at the station he's at this He's not that's the train that stops by abe is just a shine boy at the springfield's train station um right i don't but, like, but i don't remember the name of coming up.
1: through springfield
0: it, again matt because the it, and like it's two times removed because this is a story like it doesn't need to be true really it's abe telling a story he can be making all this up yeah so that's fine, really, if they treat it like that. But again, this episode—I don't think it's just Marshall who does this. This episode, the Simpsons as a show, is treating
1: Abe's stories as if they were are one hundred percent true. Yeah, which is dumb, but that's what they do. Mm-hmm. So Abe is a shoe shine boy. Uh, he shines the shoes of young Clark Gable, who can't seem to make it in Hollywood, possibly because of his ears, I guess, and. So Abe gives him a copy of Gone with the Wind. And this is, I, I guess we're supposed to put the, you know, connect the dots. That, oh, this is what made make Clark Gable famous, was Gone with the Wind. Pretty sure he was already famous by then, but, you know, whatever. Uh, and yeah, this is one of those things that's like, oh, a whole bunch of old celebrities. I think this bit goes on for absolutely ever. Like before Clark Gable even shows up, we see like a dozen uh, caricatures of old Hollywood celebrities getting off the train. And it is just just—just them getting off the train and acting like their characters, and thats that's it. It goes on for like a minute. It's completely pointless, like totally wasted time. He was, yeah, he was. Clark Gable was a movie star well before uh, Gone with the Gaunt Wind. Gone with I the Wind, wind. Yeah. 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 So we leave the Abe story there. Uh, this, is, this is the newest story that, is, that Marshall is going to make Abe famous with. I mean, and, in, and uh, by go, famous, it's Springfield Shopper. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, locally famous. Like yes, exactly. That. Yeah. Uh, so we go back to Larry uh, and Bart, uh, Larry the Lamb. Uh, Bart doesn't care. Uh, Bart is basically uh, playing tug of war with a dog with Larry. And Lisa runs in to say, oh, no, you can't do that to Larry. Larry's very important. Robbie, how does how does Lisa know about Larry? Larry's a fourth grade class thing. Lisa knows the importance of it, I Don't guess. worry about it. Okay, not worrying about it. Moving on. Uh, There's a conversation of why does Lisa care? She cares about all animals. And Bart says, oh, why don't you care about real animals? She's like, I do. I am literally an animal activist. And he's like, why don't you care about people? She's like, I am a Buddhist. And just a whole bunch of stupid crap that makes no sense. So Lisa gets Larry, takes him on a walk in her little baby stroller, uh, lets him go on the top of a hill. Larry, you know, rides down the hill on the baby stroller and goes into the sewer. Lisa has lost Larry. Yeah, that's that's it. That's that's all that basically happens. Lisa gets Larry from Bart. Lisa loses Larry into the sewer. That's it. That's, I mean, that's all there is.
0: I, I I'll say this, Matt. This is simple, right? It is simple. Mm-hmm. Like there is a a a simple item as treasured by Bart's class. Bart is take has to take responsibility for it. Lisa takes it. Bart doesn't care. Lisa loses it, and Lisa understands what she's done. Bart doesn't quite understand it yet, but these are all simple moving parts and they, uh, Bart and Lisa largely act like themselves. Mm -hmm.
1: I'll take it. Yeah. It's way better than the A plot. I will give it that. Like I said, I I wish this could have happened longer. I wish you could have had, you know, Bart and Lisa working together to get Larry back from uh, heroin circumstances more than more of this crap with Abe. Speaking of which, uh we go back to more stories from Abe. Um, Mitch Album shows up. Uh, apparently it's really him. Uh, Robbie, uh, what is, is, it, is it Tuesdays with Maury or Thursdays with Maury? I can't remember the it's, name it's, of the uh... it's Tuesdays with Maury. That is Tuesdays the name of the, Robbie the, the book. For those those of us listening, such as myself who have never heard anything about Tuesdays with Maury, what is Tuesdays with Maury about? Who is Mitch Album? Mitch Album is was primarily a sports
0: writer. Um he was I first knew about Mitch Album because he was he used to be on ESPN all the time. When I was like, when I was very young, you know, like he would be on uh, like the news, like before they did NFL coverage back in the day, he would be on the shows before that more serious shows, the shows that never are on ESPN anymore. ESPN now is just people yelling at each other all the time and (laughs) SportsCenter. Those are the two shows you get.
1: Oh, oh, yeah. And don't forget, don't forget uh, lots of ads for sports gambling. Yes, that too. But
0: this is back in the day when I was like 10 years old and Mitch album would be that's how i knew mitch album first but he's you know he's a writer he's a sports writer but he he kind of broached into you know human interest stuff and Tuesdays with Mori is that it's a story about him and talking to his mentor effectively and it's like poignant you know lessons about life and all that stuff it's just so sappy to me and so melodramatic and so manipulative so openly manipulative to its audience um i can't and he's done a lot of these books now, uh, and he's become very wealthy uh, from these kind of very light and empty books, I'm sure. And there's a lot of people who like them, and that's fine. Um, I just... They're not for me. That'd be the nice way of saying it. But that's who Mitch Album right. is. And to be fair, I don't mind... He Like, he doesn't take himself seriously, seriously seriously in this. They He gets beat up by old people in it. Like, I don't... Like, I don't know. I've heard... There's little stories... If you dabble, it, it, like I, I read lots of sports blogs, even in stuff I don't really, even sports I don't really follow closely because I just I like reading writing, um, and there's a lot of people in the sports blogosphere who've had personal interactions with Mitch Album and they've not been positive, but in this he doesn't take himself too seriously, um, and they he lets him he lets himself get poked at a little bit, you know it's fine, but it's not good really. It's fine. Like, and again, this episode is not, uh, this episode is not like they call it Thursdays with AB. It doesn't ever actually pursue like a serious, like, like what? Well, first of all, obviously the title makes me think of
1: Tuesdays with Maury. What is Tuesdays with Maury about? Do you That is
0: Mitch Album talking to it. It's interviews with his mentor and his mentor teaches him life lessons. His mentor is Maury. That's what it means. Like, he would go on, he would go on Tuesdays and talk to Maury And Maury would tell him these life lessons. I think Maury was on his deathbed, or he's ill, or he's old. You know, it's those things where it's like, I'm getting lessons from this man as his time is running up, running out, and they're poignant because because this man is older, and because he's, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, This episode doesn't care about that. Like, it doesn't care about trying to be Tuesdays with Maury at all. Like, it starts it with, like, a very loose framework and a suggestion, but there's nothing else beyond that.
1: Yeah, because... We can go ahead and get into this now. If this episode were just Homer being jealous of somebody spending time with his father that he feels like should have been spent with him. uh, We recently did a season. Was that what? 33, 34 episode. That was basically this 34. Yeah. 34. Yes. Uh, Where Abe started going out with this new woman who had adopted a young child. And uh, Homer was very jealous of the time that Abe spent with this new kid uh, who is like nine, eight, nine years old around Bart's age. And, that was relatively interesting. That feels like almost what they wanted here is that, oh, someone else is spending time with Abe that Homer feels like should have been spent with him because, you know, and, and Homer has cast Abe off to the side for years and years and years. But then when somebody else comes on, he's like, oh, no, 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 he needs to be neglected by me, not not enjoyed by anyone else. But that's not what we get here. We just get Homer being stupid. Uh, because, or, sorry, to go back to this, Mitch Album shows up. He, apparently, he wants to listen to Abe's story now to get you know, basically a Thursdays with Abe instead of a Tuesdays with Maury kind of thing. He gets kicked out of the retirement home because everyone is on to um, Mitch Album's stick as it is. It takes them six hours to kick him out uh, because, haha, get it? The joke is that old people are slow. Uh, I have news for them: some old people are very fast and will kick the crap out of you. I, I, uh, it turns out I
0: don't, I don't like in a vacuum this is fine in this episode it just it just makes you upset
1: it like, just it, piles on to stupidness
0: yeah in this episode like if this was like a brief if the here if the rest of this episode was r- more serious and more again i could recognize any human behavior in it i would mind this gag i'd be like ah, eh, it's it, you know it's a little predictable but it's fine but when it's just in everything in this episode is like this there is no there's very little variation in the type of humor and that's a, a calling card of the simpsons and there's ju- is just this it is just this kind of cartoonish mm-hmm. lo- you know looney tunes stuff yeah
1: so after mitch album gets kicked out he starts following ralph around because ralph says uh <laughs> that is the funniest joke in this episode that's the thing Hand that i down. can
0: that's the thing i can i can go oh see mitch album doesn't take him so seriously ralph you know ralph makes a little ralphism and mitch is like i need to start i need to start hanging around you more like that's that's fun. You know, the, and that's Mitch album poking fun at himself a little bit. Um, and I would love a, t- can we get a Tuesdays with Ralph? That's what I oh
1: want. Oh, my God. I, I
0: mean, that book. There,
1: isn't there already a Simpsons book of like Ralph knowledge or something like that? There, I'm, I'm sure, sure there is. is. There
0: is. I, start, I stopped yeah.
1: buying fine. Anyway, so <laughs> moving on. We're finally to the point where I get captured a clip because everything else was stupid. And this was somewhat germane to the plot. So Homer shows up to see Abe.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Oh, Dad,
2: I got you some scotch One of those fancy ones The checkout lady had to unlock the cabinet to get Well, well, well Look who decided to visit me twice in one year This man's more of a son to me than you've ever been What did? The... Well, he's more of a father to me than you've ever been I don't think that's true Stay out of this, Dad I, No, okay You only care about me now because I'm famous That's it Here's your ring back. Ring? What ring? It's a father-son commitment band that I bought and never told you about. (laughs) Now I'm telling you.
1: So, yes, as we can see, uh, for no particular reason, uh, Homer is mad at Abe, uh, and and they are now in conflict. That entire interaction was 100% nonsensical, but... That's where we're at. And thankfully, afterwards, we go to a commercial. I will say this, Matt.
0: I will acknowledge that that means that scotch is pretty expensive. If that's the scotch behind the glass. Oh, yeah. That is a pricey scotch. Uh, I will also say, I just want to make note of this. Up until this point, Marshall has seemed like a very
1: mild-mannered, boring guy, right? Right. I mean, even at this point, he seems like a very mild-mannered, boring guy. I mean, he, he literally tries to diffuse the situation by saying, oh, I, I don't think that's true to him about him, you know, taking up all of Ape's time. I feel like it's a very, like, midway through the For no act. reason whatsoever, I just want to mention
0: that, Marshall, at this point, we have no other information about him other than he's a writer, and he seems kind of mild-mannered. Very boring, kind of very calm, collected kind of guy. Nothing weird about him at all. Um, he, is a, he is a plot device at this point and it for to, to make abe and homer argue and that wouldn't necessarily bother me uh homer is acting like uh, a child again there's no human behavior in this we come back from commercial 11 minutes and 46 seconds so uh lisa has lost larry and she tries to return him to bart or try to return a a a, a replacement to bart without him seeing so that she can get out of this scot free unfortunately bart forces her to come clean Hmm. This
2: isn't Larry. It's just cotton balls on toilet paper rolls. Where's the real Larry? Well, what do you care? You don't even like him. Of course I don't, but other people do. Hey, Bart, can't wait to see Larry again. Um, what if someone were to lose Larry? They'd see a dark side of me no one knows about. Nelson loved a little lamb, little lamb, little lamb. Nelson loved a little lamb. He kept me nice and sane.
1: This is the most interesting part of the episode to me. I really loved when Bart said, well, yeah, I don't, but other people do. I wanted them to go into that and be like, hey, why does Bart care about this? Oh, because other people do. And Bart has to keep up appearances of and he has to what? reckon
0: he has to reckon with nelson Matt.
1: like that's the like
0: exactly yeah
1: that's cool that's interesting
0: <laughs> that is interesting and like that's the thing where you're like well why would bart care oh it's because nelson does care a lot you know and nelson is not necessarily controllable by the school you know and bart would be would be afraid of this bully you know if if not it like why doesn't bart just go back to the teachings like i lost him and Krabappel would go buy another lamb or something, Um, replace Larry next week. This is why, because Nelson would know, and he'd be upset. Um, And again, this is recognizable human behavior. Um, A child like Homer being upset about something like a lamb is ridiculous. Someone like Nelson being upset about this lamb, I can buy it. Back to the (sighs) A-plot. Uh, Homer calls Abe, gets an answering machine, and then we get Marge. We have a one scene where Marge is a voice of reason, and I feel like this is very emblematic of every way this episode fails.
2: You've reached Abe! And Marshall, Abe can't come to the phone right now. And if this is Homer, you're too late for my love. Stupid grandpa! I try to end a cycle of neglect and he hits me with some super neglect! Maybe you're not really mad at grandpa. Maybe you're mad at yourself for taking him for granted all these years. Why well, how can anyone be mad at himself? It's impossible! What? Well, oh, you little... Oh, I can't when I look at those beautiful chubby cheeks. Come here, you. <laughs> Ow! Ow! I'll kill you! You son of a... Oh, no, no, don't, don't look hurt. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. I'll show Grandpa. I'll find my own surrogate father, full of heartwarming stories I can share with the world.
1: Oh boy! Yes, the plot goes stupid, and home. The jokes around Homer are just the worst things ever. There's That's a, where we're at in this episode. There's a point in the segment, and like
0: this, Matt, this could be. This is a like, and this is a clear inflection point because Marge is treating this like you would think this, what, like this. Subject matter, she's treating it like you think a normal human would, where Marge tries to speak some truth about maybe, you know, Homer Gabe has a point. There's a lot of times when you don't pay attention to him. And maybe this is just, you know, maybe you've realized that you don't do it. And now that someone has stepped in, you've realized that you missed out. And this would be a point in an episode that in the golden years, at least I would think would be Homer being human, where we see some vulnerability in, in Homer, where he goes, wait a minute, is that true? Like self-reflection, where he goes, oh, yeah, maybe that's true. And he has to fight with that feeling. But, he inst- and, you know, the,
1: the, what kills me is that Homer was good at this during the golden years. Homer versus Lisa and the Eighth Commandment. Homer had to reflect on how what he was doing was actually stealing. And it was poignant. And Homer at the end made a real sacrifice. This is not that. Yeah. And so we get a 30 seconds long bit about him yelling at himself in a mirror like
0: he is a dog that is what like this is literally homer is a dog barking at himself in a mirror that's what this is uh marge and marge and at some point in this in the scene marge stares at the camera we have marge looking breaking the fourth wall and
1: oh didn't you know robbie this is the office uh, i forgot to tell you that since <sighs> this is a merchant of the office I a while feel back
0: like that's the thing man if like there is so there again no recognizable human emotion this is just irony there's just so much irony, like Marge is like, "Man, look what I have to deal with, guys. And you're like, you writers, you wrote this episode. This is not like this is, this isn't the office. okay, um, so Homer goes he's going to find a replacement father figure, he says, so we get a scene where he talks to he he interviews Mr. Burns, listens to Burns tell a story um uh, about you know burns basically learning. Uh, how to be a colonialist genocide,
1: genocidal monster, apparently,
0: because he killed people in China. I don't That's know. That's the
1: only other elderly person in town that Homer <laughs> could use as a uh, father figure. It does only not. Only one. Like, why doesn't he just go to Jasper? Like, really? He's yeah, like, yeah, it's like, that would be even better because then you have Homer in the same retirement home getting a father figure that would be obvious to, for everyone else to see, but no. It, like, if you're trying to make Abe jealous whatever
0: uh, burns loves him so much he only releases a single hound uh, homer still has to run from it or in this point we go back to the um b story because bart goes into a sewer uh into the sewer looking for larry we don't at this point we don't we haven't seen bart we don't see bart in the sewer yet um bart only goes down the drain and lisa's left outside bart's yelling for help lisa stops Wiggum. And we have a long bit about Wiggum
1: talking Ugh. about sewer cops, sewer cops, and how they don't exist. Oh, you should call the sewer cops. Okay, can you help me call? them? Well, they don't actually exist. Thanks. I, I don't know <laughs> what this is.
0: It's, it's. I, again, it just feels. This feels like padding to me. Um, so Bart goes into the sewer looking for Larry. We cut back to the A plot. Homer has written an article about his interview with Burns. I guess, and he goes to the Springfield shopper, submits it. they immediately push it into a paper shredder as they would um and while he's there, he sneaks into okay i can't I can't even say this with a straight face, Matt, so he sneaks into Marshall's office. do we know why he does this?
1: no, no, we, we don't no know glue we like he, he just wants to get dirt on Marshall
0: but we don't know why we don't like we don't see Homer write this article. Why did Homer, Homer wrote an article? Homer is functionally illiterate at this point, And he wrote an entire human interest piece about Mr. Birds killing people in China. Um, just to get him here, I guess like you could have a scene where Homer goes, I know Marshall's up to no good and go try and sneak in. Instead. It's like an accident. Uh, so Homer goes into Marshall's office and finds shocking evidence. Pulitzer Prize application form. When I rode with Abe Simpson on the
2: Tinseltown Starliner, I never dreamed his first voyage would be his last. At 3 o'clock on Monday, Abe passed away peacefully in his sleep. How would he know Grandpa was going to die today? Unless he was going to kill him. But would someone really kill a man just to win a Pulitzer Prize?
1: Robbie, why does Abe have to die for the Pulitzer Prize? Is, is that supposed to make it more poignant that he's more likely to win? I what? I I Matt, it's at this point where I lose
0: all connection to reality. I like I feel like I'm hitting a fugue stake when I'm just reliving this. I watched this episode and I wanted. I was screaming like internally. Like there was just a, something inside me like just ah, and flames on the side of my face. It's there is th- this is needless this this is my best guess at what this decision is is they want to create they want to elevate the stakes because so that grandpa's life is on the line and homer shows his love for grandpa by saving it unfortunately it is the stupidest thing i could possibly think of like you you don't need that to be the stakes the stakes could homer and abe have a, a better
1: relationship like, yeah, Homer. And you can say that, oh, oh, Abe, look here, dad, that the all he wants you for is so he can win a Pulitzer Prize. He doesn't actually care about you at all. And Homer can, they can find some way for Homer to show that he does care that doesn't involve an action scene and hat boxes and a gun. Exactly. But I don't it's either like
0: it's either like, oh, well, this in this point, Matt, there are so many episodes that end like this, where this with this unnecessary third, well now fourth act action set piece like it feels like a mandate at some point Where like where like did they just not know what to do like i don't know i have no idea it is it is needlessly complicated and stupid marshall has had no character development at any point in this episode he's just a guy he's just a writer like they haven't shown him to have any kind of motivations we have zero scenes with marshall alone even marshall has only been in a scene with abe and it's very minimal lines he says like a few scenes like i'd love to listen to you abe and like him having the motivation of like, well, yeah, I want, him, I want money. These stories sell. And I want to win a, a Pulitzer, again, to have more prestige so I make more money. It's not complicated. Like, that's like a, you don't even need to give him development for me to buy that. But now that he's going to be a killer, he's going to murder this old man. This is in, It's all insanity. We go to commercial. Final commercial. Thankfully. 15 minutes and 56 seconds.
1: Thankfully. So, yes, we go to commercial. We come back. Uh, Homer misses the train to save Abe's life. He he gets there too late. Doesn't make it onto the train. Meanwhile, on the train, Marshall has become a terrible villain. Who Abe goes to take a nap and he's like singing to himself about he, how he's going to kill Abe with a pillow and like, cause him m- suffocate There's
0: mul- there's a scene. Marshall says multiple like it it's a, it's a, it's played for laughs where Marshall like says multiple things under his breath about murdering Abe and Abe doesn't hear it because he's old. It's it's like that, and then Marshall is suddenly like a mustache twirling villain. Why would he suddenly be different? Oh, it's because we're watching him. Like in the in this back these background gags with Homer, like he's on a horse, he's on a Segway that explodes. Like what is this man? What are these gags? Ugh.
1: <sighs> who who even knows, Robbie? Who even knows? Anyway, moving on. <sighs> uh, lots of stupid gags about Homer trying to catch up and finally, eventually uh, making it. Uh, but we cut away. Uh, Bart is running from a horde of rats underground. Uh, Bart thinks he's found Larry the Lamb, grabs a rat and then throws the rat down. There's a horde of rats that Bart runs away from. He runs into a giant horde of cats who the rats are all afraid of and eventually finds Larry, uses Larry like a zip line on, on a pipe, and then as Bart just just barely gets out of the sewer larry rips in half and bart is very sad the end of that part at least um yeah that's just the end of the the bart and larry subplot like they don't ever go back to that right rob did did i miss a scene um i mean they they have
0: larry at the end in that final scene with homer telling a story but they don't wrap it up it's not like bart goes back to class with it okay that's what i thought yeah okay
1: uh, we go back to the train. Uh, Lenny and Carl are there for some reason. Again, like, uh. they just
0: show up. They're just on top. Like, literally, we cut from Bart on a beach j- just escaping a sewer. Agnes is also on the beach. We should mention multiple. Agnes Agnes is connected to this Larry plot for some weird reason. Um, then just jump cut. We just cut directly Homer on top of a train with Lenny and Carl. Mm-hmm. There's just no explanation. They're just there. And guys, I'm not I am not I am not really Mr. Continuity. You have to explain why these people are here. You can't just have people show up on a moving train. It 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 undercuts any sense of tension you're creating because you can just summon people. There is why would I be worried if Homer needs help? Lenny and Carl will just show up if he needs it. Appear out of nowhere, like they're superheroes.
1: Mm-hmm. So Homer interrupts Marshall, right as he's about to kill Abe. Now Marshall has a gun. Why? Wasn't he just gonna smother Abe? Who knows? He
0: literally they even so, they lampshade, they make a joke and immediately lampshade it, man. Like he's gonna smother Abe. Homer shows up. Marshall pulls out a knife. Homer goes, Ah. Then Marshall cuts open the pillow to reveal a gun. There is a gun in the pillow. What is this?
1: I I could not tell you, Robbie. All I know is that next we have a giant fight scene. Like, uh, it, it, it remind like, it
0: could be, like, it reminds me a little bit of Zucker Brothers stuff, where Zucker Brothers, but Zucker brother, Zucker Brothers comedies generally are never, there's very little, like, the reality is so tenuous, anything can effectively happen, you know, Um, those Naked Gun movies, you know, stuff like that, that's mm-hmm. the Zucker Brothers stuff, and, like, everything is fair game for laughs, like, But they're trying to do both. They're trying to make this like tense scene about us being worried Abe's going to die, while also having this kind of comedy, and it does does not work. You can't do both. You have to be one or the other, and they definitely
1: aren't. It it fails because of that. You know, it fails for a lot of reasons, but that's one of them. (laughs) That's one of the many. Yeah. Uh. So during this fight, uh, Abe sneaks up on uh, Marshall, hits him with a. uh... A, a bottle of champagne or something. It doesn't hurt him because they make a joke about how uh he he's the toughest type of individual, a human interest story writer. Like, what? That's that makes no sense. That's not funny. Eventually, uh they throw a bunch of hat boxes on him and he gets buried and that is the end basically. They they stop him and now him and uh Homer and Abe are happy. It it yep. is literally
0: they make again in the simat Homer saves Abe's life. And Abe makes a joke about, you know what? You're still a terrible son, but you saved my life. You And like, can we not, like, again, there is no, they don't write the scene as if it, Homer is actually saving Abe's life. They write the scene again with these three or four layers of irony in here where it's like they're acknowledging the plot elements as they have a scene. Like if Abe was really, life was really in danger, he would go, oh my God, Homer, I can't believe, like, it would be that shock and awe and the, the, the kind of terror and relief and love of Homer. But, again, they never build up to this to make it make sense, so they have to play with his irony stuff. Like, oh, you're still terrible, but you saved me. Yep.
1: Mm-hmm. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, thankfully, there's not much more to this episode, because, uh, again, we don't wrap up the Bart and the Lamb plot at all, because we have to have Homer tell a ridiculously rambling story that makes no sense.
2: So, Grandpa, you really saved Dad's life? I sure did. But why don't we let Homer tell the story? Really? Me? You mean it? I think you're ready for your first ramble. Oh, I've been waiting for this day for so long. The year is 1946. In a war-torn world, a single flower blooms. And that flower is an angry Japanese monster named Godzilla. How am I doing, Dad? I'm hanging on every word. Fortunately, there was one man who could help, Colonel Tom Parker. The colonel took this monster, cleaned him up, and put him on stage under the name The Rolling Stones. The first concert was a sellout with many, many, many people eating. But those that survived raved about the undeniable harmonies and brutally honest lyrics of what they had just seen. And that lasted for about five years. But then Godzilla dropped out for a while to do movies. All of the awful movies we see now today in the
0: drive-ins that no longer exist.
1: Yeah, it goes into the end this, credits. That, That's how the episode that, ends.
0: This is this is my this is my guess about that, man. Is that that's them telling Dan Castellaneta just riff,
1: you know? Yes, I'm sure it is. A hundred percent.
0: Like, we don't want to we didn't, we're not going to write anything. And if you told me, Matt, that every single one of Grandpa's stories, plus Homer's story here at the end, were just Dan Castellaneta riffing, I believe you.
1: One hundred percent agree.
0: And they're not good. Uh, this episode's bad. Uh, please, Matt, ask me the the... the already
1: answered question. <laughs> Robbie, is this episode incredibly stupidly broken? Yes.
2: No, you were right the first time with that quick fix idea.
1: Let's see. Quick
0: fix. Quick fix. Ah. Um This is the the really frustrating thing about, like, this episode is very bad. Uh, it does not deserve, like, the B-plot's all right. The B-plot, uh, in that, I guess it's all right in, comp- in comparison to the A-plot, in that, like, it feels like humans are in it. Uh, like, Bart and Lisa, like sure, it's crazy. You know, there's hordes of rats and of cats, and you know, Bart <laughs> riding the 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 Larry the Lamb doll. But the, you know what, Matt? The Larry doll rips in two, and if it had and literally just one more scene in it, that's a that is a effective B plot to me, right? If it just had mm-hmm. a scene wrapping it up, um, that's all it needed. Um, but the A plot is so simple. I don't know how you mess it up. It's not like, and it's not even that it's a bad idea to have this this newspaper angle be a part of it. It's, it it absolutely could be this newspaper writer looking for a quick buck sees that these kind of human interest stories of, of of interviewing elderly people have taken off. I'm going to do the same thing. I found this guy who has an endless supply of crazy stories, and the angle isn't necessarily oh it, the angle starts off as Homer being upset. That he, you know maybe Homer's jealous at first, then he quickly realizes this man's taking advantage of his father, and this man is making a lot of money off of him, and Abe 's not making anything and I think you that adds another little layer to it, where yeah, there's an element of jealousy because Homer does realize that he's he does actually crave time with his father now that he's not getting it, and that adds another conflict that Abe thinks oh you're just jealous that's the only reason you want to stop us having these this this relationship. Um, Marshall is not a killer. He's just a dude who wants extra some some extra money. Uh, he wants to use Abe to to, to write stories. Um, and Homer Homer goes to, like you can still have Homer go to Marshall's office and find a terrible truth, but it's driven by Homer wanting to help his father. Like it, it, it like and you like I don't. It's not that's it. There's not and like he reveals the truth to Abe, and Abe realizes that oh he's being used and he feels bad, and then Homer apologized to Abe because yes. I did take you for, I did take, I did take, uh, I, why? Words, perspicacity. Uh, I did, <laughs> didn't appreciate you enough. And that's your ending. Like that, and I mean, you have, and you, I would tack on an ending to the B plot. You have one scene where Bart returns Larry. Um, would be something at least. I would actually write those rambles that, that, uh, Grandpa and, and Homer do. I feel like it is just Dan and other riffing, and they're not very good. Uh, I would have someone write them. This whole episode feels like, oh, we had to turn something in, and, and we had it two days, so we turned some, this in. That's what this feels like. I don't know. The fix is easy. I mean, yeah. It's simple.
1: I don't know. Is there anything else to add, Matt? I don't think so. It feels like you said doing this is just the easiest thing in the world. And they rushed this episode because they were like, Hey, we need an episode that is almost entirely actors. We already have here. It can be a Homer Abe episode about relationships. We'll call it done. Cause we need to get out a 22nd episode. I mean, but if, I mean, I, I only, I, here's the, I would do want to these this cave- caveat. I'd only,
0: I only fix this because it's so simple. Um, <coughs> I really don't like this episode. I thought we You're, were, I thought we were kind of, thought we were kind of on an upswing. Maybe that's just me being naive. Um, because last week's episode, I thought, oh, there's been a couple a couple episodes and lately that have been a lot of potential, but then every then they just keep going back down. My my test from last week did not succeed, where I was like, as long as the next episode's better than the last one. Nope. We can't move on to our next segment, is Comments from the News Group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Uh, Comments from the News Group is where I ask our fans on Patreon, supporters over there, uh, to leave their review for an episode. You can, uh, if you're a supporter on our Patreon, for any level, just leave a review. Fortunately, you do have to watch the episodes. That's the only caveat. First from Tim. found myself pleasantly surprised watching this episode, even if it has one has many of the same footballs, oh brother, where are? Th- oh brother where Bart thou experiences elder abuse is one of those topics that doesn't quite get enough attention happy to say the simpsons writers handle the subject somewhat responsibly It was good to see homer act like an adult for once eventually doing the right thing b plot was inoffensive but unnecessary kind of giving me bobo from season four's rosebud vibes number 273 canon fix it by just having the one story this is what it serves as a reminder to pay attention to our elders otherwise they'll engage with those they shouldn't uh next from derek this kicks off the HD era trend of an overabundance of Abe episodes, and they're all lackluster, dull affairs. Season 21 episodes seem to be sure to blend together into this bland sludge. This episode has a similar blueprint to others this season, with an A plot that's not up to much and then a wholly disposable B plot. There's just no sense of the purpose to the show anymore. The fact that episodes are so interchangeable and indistinct gives off the sense that the writers are just churning these out under obligation rather than a desire to create good television. I can agree with that. Uh, next from JJ. Like with most guest characters now, we don't get much characterization from Marshall. There's some decent grandpa stuff, and Homer was surprisingly terrible. I don't know why the slime moose stuff was here. I assumed it was going to be the v Plop, then it became about a stuffed lamb, so I guess we watched an octopus get tortured for no reason. I don't know what it is about season 21. The show seems to be have stopped being aggressively bad and just become bland, which is still an improvement, I guess, but it means there's less to say about each of these episodes. You have no idea, JJ. That's what <laughs> Indeed. Uh, from Finally, from Dara simpson's pinball couch gag was enjoyable then a very long 12 minutes of marge photos abe stories and 1930s celebrities The third act almost saved it nelson had a little lamb and releasing a single single hound made me laugh then it went back to being boring still not as bad as the great wife hope but a mostly boring episode that featured my biggest fear in the world octopus makes this the ninth best episode of season 21 p.s fifth in the simpsons trivia night a lot of signing questions that made me sympathize for matt when you drop those in trivia robbie yes i mean that's how you get i mean non non non-visual learners that's how you track them up ask them about Mm -hmm. visual gags um octopus dara you're afraid of octopi i squid squid to me are more i'm more afraid of squid than i am of an octopus or like a like a a crab like those like the, the crabs are like i'll eat them don't get me wrong but unless you've read sphere recently I think that's a squid in sphere too, but whatever. Uh, cephalopods. What am I talking about, Matt? What is going on?
1: I don't know. I was I don't just know. gonna let you ramble. Uh,
0: you should don't do don't let me do that. Come on. You're here. My, you're yeah, my check. Sure. You're a check and balance to my rambling. Uh, we can move on. That's it for all uh, for, for that segment. Thank you everyone for leaving a review. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for list of question of the week. Cool. Let's try one more number. <laughs> Yellow.
2: KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener.
0: Yellow. Our listening question of the week this week is what is your idea for a new supporting, reoccurring character? Tons and tons of great answers. Really appreciate everyone who took the time. Matt, take it away.
1: Well, I'm going to start with Andy, who stole my idea. So thanks, Andy. (laughs) I'd like to see an actual friend for Lisa. Have another girl move to town and stay. Bart has always had Millhouse, but Lisa has gotten the shaft. This is going to allow for more character development for Lisa and allow her to not be such a loner. Have some of the same interests and hobbies and and Lisa and do what girls that age deal with in day-to-day life. It's a really good point, Andy, because it feels like uh, Lisa has had one-offs that are there for one episode that would be fantastic uh, friends for her long-term, and they just go away. Uh, whereas, like you said, Bart has Millhouse and has had Millhouse. Uh, from Derek, I love a new permanent neighbor. The Powers gave us two great episodes and having a recurring character in that house could open up a range of brand new storylines, especially for Marge, maybe giving her a rival slash frenemy. Or if the character is only going to feature seldomly, they could do a Homer's Enemy-esque episode examining Marge and, where Frank's grime would expose the fact that Homer really isn't the down-on-his-luck every man we once viewed him as. Neither is Marge the ex-con, ex-cop, road-rage-prone, steroid-addled woman, your average housewife with this down-to-earth new female neighbor character, illuminating the insanity that is the supposedly mundane life of Marge Simpson. Wow, Derek, that is beautifully put. Thank you. <laughs> But yeah, the powers were fantastic. I would love to have Laura there as you know someone for Bart to interact with and for Lisa to interact. I I feel like Lisa is the kind of little girl who would have an older, uh, you know, teenage uh, girl to you know talk to and be friends with uh, because Lisa is generally shown as being you know much smarter than the other girls her age. Next up from Tim. I think there needs to be a nemesis for Flanders, somebody who on the surface would seem to stand for everything Ned does not, openly drinks, smokes, philanderizes, and definitely does not attend church. But of course, this type of person who is ironically is more of a Christian than Flanders in that they are far more accepting of those who are different. This character, when asked about Ned, would reply, he's cool, but Flanders can't stop complaining to Lovejoy about this person. That is brilliant, Tim. Thank you. That's a good idea. Uh, From Dara. Yeah, that's a really good idea. Man, the possibilities. Uh, Next up from Dara. I'm going to agree with Andy and say a friend for Lisa. Let Lisa just be real friends with someone like Bart is with Milhouse and then have it stick for more than one episode. Uh, From Robbie Tushin. Sure. Sure. Uh, My suggestion is to give Bart someone to offset his role of the show's dysfunctional lightning rod. Bart needs his own bleeding gums, Murphy, someone who doesn't treat him as either a scapegoat or punching bag, but will actually encourage him to do better. Ned seemed like he'd be uh, that for a while, only for that potline to suddenly just stop. Heck, bring back Bell. A hundred percent. That would be incredible. Honestly, I feel like Ned would be really good for this. And Bart, they just haven't gone back to that well for a while because we've had several. Even during the movie, you had Ned kind of be that for Bart. Like in the movie, Ned does like tr- encourages Bart to be better, but doesn't force him to cut off his relationship with his family. It's like you can still be a little hellraiser, but you're smart. Don't waste that kind of thing. That would be fantastic. Uh, from ID Jacobson, a third grade student that is studious and smart like Lisa, who Lisa would have a crush on, but they are mischievous like Bart, and Bart could mentor them or be a surrogate big brother. This character could be a stand-in for Millhouse, but fill a different role within the school. Uh, from Matt M.F. Cannon, uh, next to Android's Dungeon is a diner called Skips. My idea for a new character is the owner of this diner. It would give the animators a chance to design some delicious looking food. I would even hire a startup actor to give somebody new a chance. Well, that would be amazing, but you know, new actors cost money when you can just get uh, Hank Azaria or um, one of the other people to do a, a voice. Uh, from Matt Wastecast, Lisa and Barge both need real friends. Lisa needs a friend rival to challenge her, but not be overly mean about it. Marge just needs a reason to get out of the house more, which Ruth was still a regular character. To the same thing from Matt Jessica Louise, one they could have a character that is like a female Bart. Her and Bart are always competing, and some uh pranks can be blamed on him that she did. Sometimes they team up, sometimes Bart has to undo her prank. He just sees her in town like she had like like she having her own adventures in her own show. That would be really interesting as if someone else was having adventures in their own show, and we just uh, occasionally Bart is a side character in that show. That would be very meta. I love it uh for matt hippie 200 i reckon lisa should get a best friend not someone like jd who only hangs out with her from time to time but a proper best friend who lisa could connect with they wouldn't have to be interested in the same things or her or anything but they'd have uh, have to have a big heart From matt rachel journeys can someone please give marge a true friend i'd like to see her find a part-time job and meet a colleague who shares her hobbies but comes from a different perspective i.e knitter who is a major hippie once in a while they're seen just having fun and learning from each other and finally from at uh, it's me toddy that crazy old guy that hangs out with grandpa simpson and jasper that's a uh, old jewish man right robbie that's who they're talking about i presume i'm not sure no that, okay like, it's, that's know, it doesn't matter <laughs> <laughs> all right robbie
0: what is your answer i mean one if i'm making a new recur- reoccurring character it's gonna be a lady of some sort uh i would actually make three probably if it was up to me if I had my druthers I'd have at least three new women characters in the show that are reoccurring characters um if number one on the list like if I have to make it if just one it's a it is a friend for Marge like I, I there's a reason that a lot of people kept going back to a friend for Marge a friend for Lisa like It's been so long. The show just got picked up for two more seasons, Matt. I don't know if you saw that, but uh, we're were definitely going to get 800 episodes of The Simpsons. Um, And it's been so long, and they've never pulled the trigger. And it's largely because they don't want to pay for more actors. That is why. That is why all of this is why they've never, you know, they just don't want to pay another person. Uh, another cast member that amount of salary that they have to pay everyone else, because um, that's what you you'd have to have a special contract for them and everything. Um, but that's a friend for March. number one. And I like I I like uh, Rachel's like Marge getting a part time job. That'd be great. I do want to add an addendum. Um, Rachel adds also Marge stays in the job to reflect the 2023 economy. So that's a, oh a, interesting she rachel replied to her own tweet with that i hadn't seen it until now i knew i'd read it um but that's what i mean like march keeping a job i I like that um and that gives us even more characters to play with like that's the thing it's not just you're building this one reoccurring character you're also building their own little side universe like you introduce millhouse right he's bart's best friend he's a kind of a little lame kid But then, oh, Milhouse has his own. He has parents. How many episodes have we had with Kirk? We had literally Kirk and Luann as an important part of one of the best episodes of the show. And it's when that happens. It's when you start creating these other side characters that you have to create more side characters to support their world and make Springfield feel like more of a real place. So you give Marge that part-time job. Other people have to work with her. And she meets a new person there, and they become friends, and that persists and then that new person also has a family and you that like you can expand out from that and every time you do that it makes the show bigger and makes the springfield feel more real but marge desperately needs a friend she's desperately needed a friend from the beginning but if you look at the cast of the simpsons like how many male characters are versus how many female characters there are versus how many episodes are about them like it's so dramatically overweighted to male like, there's so, so much more you could do. Like, they need more episode stuff to do more stuff you need to do episodes about. That's Like, there you go. It's like a layup. It's right there. You just create, like, one new recurring character, and that will spit out into a handful of episodes a year that kind of write themselves.
1: Uh, what is your answer, man? Uh, basically the same as you, as everyone said, I think both Marge and Lisa, uh, need friends. Uh, I, I really want to see someone, uh, that can be an actual friend for Lisa, someone who's not interested in the kind of things he, she is, but is also really intelligent, uh, in the same way with Marge, Marge needs another friend who, maybe likes the same uh, things as her. I like the idea of her having a hippie friend who's like, Oh, you know, Marge is very much the idea of the boomer mom. And we need someone who's a mom like her, but also in a, a modern context, that would be much more interesting to me uh, than just another one-off uh, person that she interacts with, or even just another guy on the show. It needs to be a woman. There are way too many guy characters. And, and every time the, the show needs a, another character, it's always a guy. And I'm tired of that.
0: Um uh, I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, listener question for next week. Next week's question, what is your favorite nonfiction book? I have no idea what the response is going to be, but here's hoping. I, th- I feel like you guys are well-read or you've read enough nonfiction. Heck, there's some people who only read nonfiction. So I think like we'll get some good answers. Um, I'll have to think about this myself, honestly, because um, I have some contenders, but I'm not sure who would take the crown for me. But that will be on our social media Twitter, social at Simpsons Show Pod. Or no, wait, oh, God, i um, Twitter, Twitter.com slash The Simpsons Show Pod. Email us at Simpsons at gmail.com. And you can also answer on our Patreon, patreon.com slash The Show. Matt, it is time, once again, for the No Google Trivia Challenge.
2: I am too smart. I am too smart. SMRT. I mean, S M A R T.
0: The new Google Trivia Challenge where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, one hard, and try and stump the other. Matt has a lead on me this season by three points. Not a big fan of that. I'd prefer if he didn't. Sorry, Robbie. I'm doing my best. That's the problem. (laughs) You need to stop doing your best. Do your worst. Worst in answering the questions, best in answering, asking me easy questions. That's, I think. Oh, okay. There you go. All right, man, you ready for an easy question? I am ready. What woman
1: does Abe enter into a brief romance with in Old Money? Oh, you're going way back for this one. Um, I believe her name was Beatrice. You are correct. Okay. Beatrice Simmons is her name. B. Simmons, that's what it was. I could not remember her last name. All right. I'm sorry to do this to you, Robbie, but uh, all of my questions today are from Homer Simpson in kidney trouble. Uh, why would you do this? Because it was the worst Homer Abe episode I could think of. You're tearing me
0: apart. Your Matt. easy
1: question: What does body part? What body part does Homer donate to Abe in Homer Simpson in kidney trouble? Oh, a kidney. Yeah, Even- you are correct. Eventually, he does against if his it, own actually, against well, his will. He doesn't really donate it. it's yeah, taken, it's from, taken him.
0: from him. He gets vol- he gets uh, voluntold uh, to to. Donate his kidney. Your medium question, Matt, how much money does B leave Abe in her will? I believe it is a hundred thousand dollars.
1: No, wait, 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 sorry. A hundred and eight thousand dollars.
0: Is that your final question? Final answer? Yes. You are wrong in both. Both responses. Dang. It is hundred and six thousand dollars.
1: Oh, I I knew it was a hundred and some round number. Dang it. Okay. Fair enough. All right, your medium question What is the name of the ship Homer hides on when he runs away? from a leaving him to die <sighs> like
0: it doesn't have like a funny name it's like the ship of lost souls and then homer goes oh but it says something up there uh-huh mm-hmm. honey bunch dang
1: is it right honey bunches uh, uh, yeah yeah you're right
0: ah oh, yeah
1: bunch oh <laughs> all right all right all right i
0: remember that so better than I, 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 I think i did your hard <laughs> question matt
1: <laughs> What pomade does Abe use? Oh, um, isn't it like Thompson's
0: pomade? I mean, this is not Jeopardy. You don't ask me the question. I know. You give me an answer.
1: Thompson's pomade.
0: You're incorrect, Matt. It is Lucky Lindy's all-purpose pomade. You'll never fly solo again.
1: Oh, that's right. That's right. All right. Your hard question. What movies do the family rent for Homer before the surgery? I have no idea. <laughs> all right. It is Gorilla Squadron, Gorilla Island 6, and Apes A Poppin', the airline version. No, I, no, I Nothing there, man.
0: You say those words. <laughs> I it know. Well know. There might as well be nothing. Like, you could just say anything. I believe you. I don't remember that. Again, I remember kidneys. remember sarsaparilla. I remember a ship of souls that is called Honey Bunch. But that's all I got. Um, I'm only one point back now.
1: Uh, Making it, it a comeback
0: to it a comeback you know once in a while I'll surprise myself I'm smarter than I, I think I am <coughs> uh, that's it for trivia this week we can move on to our final segment something I we end every single episode wait this time for best episode, best episode ever best episode ever best episode ever is the part of the show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically as we watch them chronologically eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are this one is bad. Um, It's not the worst of the worst. It's in that kind of muddy area where it's not really about anything. It's full of... Cart- burns and the bees, Matt. Is this better or worse than the burns and the bees?
1: Uh, this, is, this is worse. I mean, really? not by a lot, but I think it's stupider. I'm just going to look up the burns and the
0: bees and remind you of some facts about that episode and see how you feel about it. Um, there's, that's also the episode with racist bees in it. I don't know if you yep. remember that. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, yep. this is Burns plant. Burns wants to build a new
1: arena. In the, event, in the end, it gets taken over by bees because of something involving plants and Lisa. You really think this is worse than that? I do. Cause I, this episode has no point. It's stupid. And it's just the most annoyingly thing. Honestly, I was doing my trivia on Homer Simpson and kidney trouble. I'd rather watch Homer Simpson and Kidney Trouble again. At least the jokes almost made sense. I mean, Homer Simpson and Kidney Trouble, I believe, it is above. It's at
0: number 326, so it's it'd be well above this episode. And I agree with yeah. you. I think Homer Simpson and Kidney Trouble is better. We didn't know what we had at the time. We thought that was terrible, and it is. But... <laughs> we
1: thought it was terrible. We're <laughs> like, oh, it's going to get so much worse. I mean, it
0: is bad. Don't get me wrong. It's just the degrees of bad. I'm I'm trying yeah. to remember In the Name of the Grandfather, which is above this. And that's also that's the where they go to... Uh, to Ireland,
1: oh Ireland yeah,
0: episode. which I think is better. I think the Ireland episode is better. Yeah,
1: um, and mean, this is right above Papa. Like we're looking at the, right above the, uh, or below Burns and the Bees is Papa Don't Leech, which is the Learn Lean Lumpkins piece of crap father. They bring yeah, they bring back. I think this is
0: I think this is better than Papa Don't Leech. I think the B plot. I mildly enjoyed elements of the B plot. There's a couple things I find humorous in this episode: the Mitch album and Ralph moment. I found funny. I like the Nelson bit. I like the. I largely I'm okay with Larry in the. the, Like it has four scenes. It's not a lot. True, but I. That's the only reason I would put this above the Burns and the Bees. I. There were moments of. I enjoyed. That's true. The B plot does bring it up a little bit. (sighs) Not the the B plot. Not the B plot. And that's not the last time we'll make that joke. So no, uh-huh. I think this is worse than In the Name of the Grandfather, better than The Burns of the Bees. No, Lone Again, naturally. I think this is better than No, Lone Again, naturally.
1: <sighs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Ugh, I hate all of them. <laughs> They're all
0: very bland. Um, they make no sense, largely. This, I think, because it has a couple moments of levity in it that I enjoy. I am willing to, I, that's where I would put it. I think that's... That's fair. It's the faintest of praise. Watching this felt
1: like punishment. Literally incredibly faint.
0: <laughs> very faint. Uh, I mean, it's like in the 370s. That's very bad. Um, it's not in the worst of the worst. Well, you like say that, Matt. Like, you know, it's not... It doesn't... That is true. It doesn't, it doesn't fail or, or, I don't know, or pass the, the Andrew test, which is if it's worse than the frying game. Um, it's not, not, it's not approaching that area, you know, so it's, it could be way worse. That is a new number 377 right below in the name of the grandfather, right above no loan again. Naturally, it is now the number 185th post golden year, uh, episode, which is also not, it's not very good, but again, it could be worse. Um, yeah. Number one, unless it's still Homer's enemy, last place is still Codependent Day. We're not done yet, though, Matt. We have one more thing to do, one more question to answer. That question is: Do we shoot this episode out of the cannon? The cannon. The cannon. The
2: cannon. The cannon. The cannon.
0: No. Goodbye. Yeah, gone. Goodbye forever. Fire the cannon. Get out of here. Thursdays with A.B. Bluff. Um, we can answer that same question, working our way down from the top of the list until we get all the question, all the episodes categorized correctly, cannon fired or not, with number 122,
1: Matt. We're at Burns Baby Burns. Oh, absolutely stays in the cannon. I mean, if we're going to be kicking out uh uh, to, to Rodney Dangerfield stand-ins. So I I don't want to be part of this list. I like, in I I yes, I agree with you. Yes, it's part
0: of the canon. Rodney, uh, Rodney Dangerfield. It's great that he got to appear in The Simpsons, and he, he was fun. Um, is the episode like great? I wouldn't call it great. I call it good. It's very funny. Um, but this is one of those episodes where like I like this is a thought experiment I often do, Matt. Where, um, why can't I remember the name of the episode? What's the episode? Why can't I think of the name of the episode? Uh, Skinner, uh, fake Skinner. New, real Skinner shows up. What's the name of that episode? Principal uh, the Popper. Principal and the I want, if, let's say Principal of the instead of appearing early in season nine, appears right in the middle of season eight, like Burns, Baby Burns. I think it changes everything about the discussion of that episode. Yeah. Because it's right in the middle of season eight, and... You have this weird episode where Skinner suddenly is not Skinner, and then we all resolve to go back to normal life. And then you get another dozen episodes at the end of season eight that are just normal again. And I think that's what Burns Baby Burns is to me in a lot of ways. Like, it doesn't really make sense in the context of the rest of the show. It's just like this weird outlier where Rodney Dangerfield's here and we're just okay with it because it's Rodney. You know, you're just like, oh, yeah, yeah of course, he's great. Um, but it doesn't really make like why is this whole show built around this one guest character? It feels like that, you know. It feels like the Jay Sherman episode too, you know. Like why are we? Ba- it's because it was fun and because we like it. Um, that's the same thing to me. But it doesn't make it not out of the canon. It's it's. I think it it's just it's it establishes the identity of the golden years of The Simpsons. Really. Um yeah. Our next episode, Matt. Let's see. Once upon a time in Springfield. Oh, interesting. What is that? This is crusty has a new sidekick, Princess Penelope. Oh, I remember this one. With Anne Hathaway. And Homer, Lenny, and Carl go to work for a different power plant? Hmm, I don't remember. Okay. This has got me so intrigued now. I didn't know anything about this episode. I didn't care about it until this moment. In 2014, Al Jean selected as one of the five essential episodes in the show's history. Really? 2014. Four years after this episode came out five essential episodes so you have to watch it okay now i'm interested and probably gonna be angry <laughs> okay <laughs> that's fine um that's next time you can watch along with us oh uh, that'll be it for us we are the Simpsons show you can find us website it's the Simpsons show.com has links to all our stuff to our rss feed to our twitter to our patreon if you want to help support the show mention it multiple times we'd really appreciate you if you did um everything's there if you want to find me online, I'm on Twitter. My name is Robbie Dorman there. It's at Robbie Dorman. My website is That My website has also has links to all the things I do on the internet. And um, most importantly, my novels. I have 12 of them now. Uh, my newest is The Other. It's uh, The Exorcist meets The Notebook, where a lifetime of love fights against a evil from hell itself. Um... Really heavy, really serious. A lot of it's a really good book. I really, a book I really love. I would, if thank you for everyone who's checked it already, appreciate it. If you would go check it out, it's on Amazon, wherever you buy your books, as are all my books. They're all there. Uh, Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him.
1: That is true. Uh, I believe. All of my time nowadays is spent uh, taking care of kittens. We just got a little cloud that is masquerading as a kitten. Uh, it sometimes moves like a kitten, sometimes eats like a kitten. It does poop, but I'm pretty sure it's a cloud that's just, you know, having a day off. Uh, but you can see this adorable cloud. A kitten turns on Instagram, K-I-T-T-I-N-T-E-R-N-S, and you can see just how w- what a cloud would look like if it were pretending to be a kitten. Uh, but if you like to see this cutie, you can check him out on Instagram. And if you live in the central Florida area, perhaps someday you could adopt some, a kitten just like this one. Uh, once this cloud goes back to the sky, we get real kittens again.
0: Can Hey, minute, like Can you hold mm-hmm. on to that cloud for like a month?
1: <laughs> I mean, he's about five weeks, so at least three weeks. So, you know.
0: I'm in the market.
1: Just saying. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, That'll do it for us. I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. And keep watching the subs.